Hello and welcome to this episode of Musings of the Sacred, hosted by William Cowling and produced by myself, Gillette Cervantes. Each week we focus on thoughtful ways to engage the life, the natural world, and God. This is the eighth episode of our second season and it's an exploration into the concept of life stories. This episode is called Nowhere and Nothing. I hope you enjoy. In the last chapter of The House at Pooh Corner, all of the animals realize that Christopher Robin is leaving the Hundred Acre Wood and going off to school. He was growing up. They get together, struggle to write a poem, to share it with Christopher Robin as a way of saying goodbye. We pick up the story there. Not quite knowing why, the others began edging away. And when Christopher Robin had finished reading poem and was looking up to say thank you, only Pooh was left. It's a comforting sort of thing to have, said Christopher Robin, folding up the paper and putting it in his pocket. Come on, Pooh, he walked off quickly. Where are we going, said Pooh, hurrying after him and wondering whether it was going to be an explore or what shall I do about you know what? Nowhere, said Christopher Robin. So they began going there. And after they had walked a little ways, Christopher Robin said, What do you like doing best in the world, Pooh? Well, said Pooh, what I like best. And then he had to stop and think. Because although eating honey was a very good thing to do, there was a moment just before you began to eat it, which was better than when you were. And he didn't know what it was called. What I like best in the whole world is me and Piglet going to see you. And you saying, what about a little something? And me saying, well, I shouldn't mind a little something, should you, Piglet? And it being a hummy sort of day outside, and birds are singing. I like that too, said Christopher Robin. But what I like doing best is nothing. How do you do nothing, asked Pooh, after he wondered for a long time. Well, it's when people call out to you, just as you're off to do it. What are you going to do, Christopher Robin? And you say, oh, nothing. And then you go and do it. So Christopher Robin and Winnie the Pooh are traveling through the Hundred Acre Wood, just going along, doing nothing and going nowhere. After Pooh hears from Christopher Robin what that means, he responds with, oh, I see, said Pooh. This is a nothing sort of thing we're doing now. Oh, I see, said Pooh again. They walked on, thinking of this and that, and by and by they came to an enchanted place on the very top of the forest called Galleon's Lap, which is sixty-something trees in a circle. And like all good parables, there are characters in the story. They are involved in some kind of action, and then sometimes there's a little magic. So in this story, Pooh and Christopher Robin find an enchanted place and the story explains how they know it is special. And Christopher Robin knew it was enchanted because nobody had ever been able to count whether it was 63 or 64 trees. Not even when he tied a piece of string around each tree after he counted it. Being enchanted, its floor was not like the floor of the forest where there's bracken and heather and sharp spines but it's all close-cut grass, quiet and smooth and green. It was the only place in the forest where you could sit down carelessly 
without getting up again almost at once and looking for somewhere else. Sitting there, they could see the whole world spread out until it reached the sky. And whatever there was all the world over was with them in Galleon's lap. The kingdom of God of heaven is like Galleon's lap. It is comfortable and ringed with trees we cannot count, and lush with grass for sitting and thinking and viewing the entire world. It is both expansive and intimate, overwhelming and just right. It is more than we can imagine, and it feels like home. It lives out in the world, and it rests within our souls. It is a kind of intense, poetic reality that sits alongside the dimmer, less comfortable, real world. Let's return to the story. Here we find Pooh and Christopher Robin at a special place in the Hundred Acre Wood, affectionately called the forest. This circle of trees and smooth, grassy surface has a view of the whole world, and we look in upon the two of them as Christopher Robin starts to tell Pooh what they can see. Suddenly, Christopher Robin began to tell Pooh about some of the things that they could see from the galleon's lap. There were people called kings and queens, and there was something called factors and math, and a place called Europe, and an island in the middle of the sea where no ships came, and there was instructions on how to make a suction pump if you want to. And there were knights that were being knighted, and there was something that came from Brazil, and Pooh, his back against one of the 60-something trees, his paws folded in front of him, said, oh, and I didn't know, and thought how wonderful it would be to have a real brain which could tell you things. And by and by, Christopher Robin came to an end of the things he saw, and was silent. And he sat there looking out over the world, wishing it wouldn't stop. But Pooh was thinking too, and he said suddenly to Christopher Robin, Is it a very grand thing to be an afternoon, like you said? A what, said Christopher Robin lazily, as he listened to something else. On a horse, explained Pooh. A knight? Oh, was that it? said Pooh. I thought it was. Is it as grand as a king and factors and all the other things you said? Well, it's not as grand as a king, said Christopher Robin. And as Pooh seemed disappointed, he added quickly, but it's grander than factors. Could a bear be one? Of course he could, said Christopher Robin. I'll make you one. And he took a stick and touched Pooh on the shoulder and said, Rise, Pooh. Rise, Sir Pooh de Bear, most faithful of all my knights. We come to the end of our story. The animals were unable to face Christopher Robin leaving them, and just Pooh stays after the poem of goodbye was read. The two of them wander a bit, going nowhere and doing nothing. They arrive at Galleon's lap, and Christopher Robin attempts to say goodbye to his most faithful friend. I'm not going to do nothing anymore. Never again, said Pooh. Well, not so much. They don't let you. Pooh waited for him to go on, but he was silent. Yes, Christopher Robin, said Pooh helpfully. Pooh, when I'm, you know, when I'm not doing nothing, will you come here sometimes? Just me? Yes, Pooh. Will you be here too? 
Yes, Pooh, I will be, really. I promise I will be, Pooh. That's good, said Pooh. Pooh, promise you won't forget about me ever? Not even when I'm a hundred? Pooh thought a little. How old will I be then? Ninety-nine. Pooh nodded. I promise, he said. Still with his eyes on the world, Christopher Robin put out a hand and felt for Pooh's paw. Pooh, said Christopher Robin earnestly, if I, if I'm not quite, he stopped and tried again. Pooh, whatever happens, you will understand, won't you? Understand what? Oh, nothing, he laughed and jumped to his feet. Come on. Where, said Pooh. Anywhere, said Christopher Robin. The kingdom of God is like two friends sitting at the edge of the world and promising never to forget each other.